because we'll be talking briefly on what I've titled the tone of kingdom thanksgiving. The tone of kingdom thanksgiving, not tune, the tone of kingdom thanksgiving. Amen. Okay, basically, uh, this year we've been going through a series called The Kingdom Lifestyle. The Kingdom Lifestyle. Through the series so far, PK, Kenneth, they've taken us through um, different teachings and then talking about what's expected of us because we've established already that we are, we are members of a kingdom, we are part of a kingdom, right? So, what we trust God to do in the course of this series, this teaching, is that we get to a point for all of us that through the working of the Holy Spirit in every one of us, everything that we do, everything we think, everything we see, everything we do, everything that we become are products of the Spirit. They are Spirit-produced. Amen. So in the same line, in the same line of thought and line of thinking, we'll be looking at what in the kingdom, what, should, what does Thanksgiving look like? What does Thanksgiving sound like? Does anybody, can anybody help us with this definition of tone? Somehow I was thinking that I might have more answers from choir, but okay. Tone. Tone. Reading sound. I think it's more like sound. Okay, let me see. Let me look for an illustration. Yeah, it relates to volume. Daniel wants to say something. Okay, so, like, uh, sound, that's okay, you know, musically, when you say, okay, this music has a particular tone, like a shade. Mm. You can say a shade of the sound. I like your choice of word of a shade because painters also, when they are talking of colors, makeup artists, I don't play now here. They talk, when they talk of colors, they talk about shade. Marcus, you want to say something? Peach, yes. And then that takes me to the definition I like. Please. It can also be a manner in which something is expressed. Yes, man. I think all those are great definitions. Tomiwa? Wow. It took us way back. <laughs> Diatonic sound. Thank you. I was hoping you were on the same line, so interpreting. Quality. <laughs> Amen. So you know there's this expression we are a little familiar with. You hear, tone down your voice. Yeah? So let's do, I think the perfect analogy I found when I was studying is this. By the all of us, I, I want to, I'm assuming now, and I know that's a dangerous thing. All of us here have been inside Danfo before. Yes. I won't say yes. Your, your voice has overshadowed. Has everybody been inside? Ah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been inside Danfo. So... You know, there's, there's something that helps you differentiate. You're not looking, you know, but when you hear somebody's voice, you know, mm -mm, this is the conductor. <laughs> when you hear somebody else's voice, so you look. This person misread. He's not supposed to be inside that. They are not used to being inside here. So it's by the tone of someone's voice. Tone. It's sound. How does it sound? Yeah. So, um, our text for today is John chapter 11, verses 41 to 42. If you are there, please read for us. John chapter 11, verse 41 to 42, the tone of kingdom thanksgiving. John 11, 41 to 42.
Amen. Today I sit here. I'd like us to just for a few for a few seconds. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. Let's just acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. That scripture, John 11, 41, 42, it opens up. That's the story. We are familiar with John 11, 35. Jesus wept. So that was in front of Lazarus's grave. So by the time we get to chapter 40, uh, verse 41 and 42, you find Jesus is about to perform that wonderful miracle. And then the way he says it is, Father, I thank you that you hear me. Father, I thank you that you hear me. So while I was praying for this, I felt like for some of us here, I think that scripture alone, that story might be your word for today. It might be your prophetic word because I felt it's, I think it's also for us as LOC. God is basically saying to someone, you have cried enough. You have cried and that's okay. It's time to change your tone. You've cried. That's okay. It's time to change your tone. Amen. So, John 11, 41, 42, Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. Father, I thank you that you hear me. Then verse 43, now goes forward to say, I know that you always hear me, but I say it's because of the people around me. We'll get back into, we'll get back into this shortly, but I think the first point I'm trying to establish here is that in the kingdom, we have a culture. PK has helped us establish that in the last few weeks. But one of those things is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a part of that culture. Thanksgiving is a part of that culture. Yeah? So, and in, in giving thanks to God, I, I think it's common knowledge. I don't want to assume, but it's common knowledge that our Thanksgiving often goes with praise. Praise. The most, the most basic definition of praise that I can find or I could find is to hail. You understand? I hail you. Yeah? And the kingdom, see, the thing with us, for us in this kingdom is that our praise is not, it comes from a place of it's not, it's not explainable by human logic. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not explainable by human logic because many times it comes from a place of joy. You find Jesus um, descri- describing by his life. Remember when he was in, this, in the boat with his disciples? He was in the boat with his disciples and then somebody had the guts, the audacity to be sleeping when there was a storm. And then this is what makes it very interesting for me because the Bible tells us that he was sleeping in the bottom of the boat in the lower side. When, if, you've, if you've seen a boat or you've seen a ship, you know that at the bottom of the ship is the part that gets beat the most when there's a storm. Right? So, 
There's another one that always blows my mind. You remember when Jesus was walking on water? The Bible tells us that actually, I think we often talk about Jesus walking on water, and then sometimes the imagination, the picture that comes to my head is that you see a pool. Jesus was walking. On. I think there was a skit or a, a short video that was like that. But if you remember that story very well, what was happening was the disciples were struggling with a storm when they noticed Jesus was coming. They saw during a storm, you know, you know the kind of thing that you <laughs> yeah, you are fighting a storm because you're afraid to die. You now saw a ghost. You won't fear catch you. <laughs> won't fear catch you. Yeah. But the thing is this. It was a storm. So he wasn't exactly he was walking on water. He wasn't walking on smooth water, he was walking on a storm. So miracles are normal in this kingdom. So that's why. Our praise comes from a place of joy. See, Paul was describing it in the book of Philippians. When he's in the letter to Philippians, he says, The peace of God that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense. Because how do you explain that you are walking, you are passing through the toughest of times and then you are the most joyful person in the room? How? You are the one encouraging people around. Let me tell you what that kind of praise is called. Because that's that kind of praise our praise comes from, our thanksgiving comes from. And then you find that in Psalm 22, verses, verse 3. If you can find it, please read it for us. Psalm 22, verse 3. Other the Bible tells us that God inhabits the praise of his people. If you can find it, please. I would like us, somebody to just read quickly. Yes, please. Yeah. Thou that inhabitest the praise of his people. To inhabit is to live in. Right? Psalm 33, verse 1. We can find it quickly, please. Amen. So we are talking about. You said praise is comely for the opera. I don't know if you have a better version. A simpler version, not a better version. 33, verse 1. It is fitting for the pure to give praise. It is fitting. The praise of the righteous is the best. Yes, please, man. For praise is becoming an appropriate. Amen. Remember, I'm talking about the kind of praise that we give and then where we where it comes from. See some of the things he said is appropriate, it's fitting. Is right, is the best. I think that's what you said. But this kind of praise, if you find the root meaning, it's called tehila. Tehila, that's the name, that's what that praise is called. And I'll say what's the long definition. The meaning of that praise is called stubborn praise. Tehila. So when we give praise, our praise is not based on our feelings. Naira is scarce, we praise. Naira is abundant, we praise. Rejection mills are piling up. We praise. We are getting the promotions. We praise. That's the kind of praise we give. That's where our praise comes from. Why? You know, there's this popular saying that says, this popular saying that says, we, we praise God in spite of, not because of. But I want to tweak that a bit. I want to say, we praise God because, we praise because of, 
Hence, in spite of, I'll break it down. <laughs> because we praise because of what God has done. Hence, in spite of what's going on, because of what we know He has done, we are praising. That's why Isaiah said something earlier. In, irrespective of who becomes president, we will praise. <laughs> paraphrasing now because we know that we'll be alright we'll not just be alright we'll thrive because that's our promise see the bible describes God as the one who knows the end from the beginning right what the way I imagine it is that God stood at the beginning of your life he walked to the end walks back then he brought out he brought out the report card he says your end is expected it is an expected end we're the ones that we we're the ones that have a breakup or something happens and then we are like, um more. Um more. How could she? How could he? Sorry, I was pointing at you. <laughs> Amen. We're the ones that we're the ones that are shocked when things happen. Nothing in your life shocks God. Nothing happens, nothing, nothing happens in your life that takes God by surprise, basically. And I'm saying that because our praise is because of what God has done at the cross, He said it is finished. It is finished. See, those three days that we were waiting, that they were waiting, we were waiting for Jesus' resurrection. What was happening was that Jesus was walking, He walked into hell, collected the key, and came back, and then took all authority and then gave it to us. So everything that unfolds in our life, everything that happens, is based on what God has done. See, we are the ones that are limited by time, and then we are walking into the unfolding of things around us. In fact, let me tell you another example that confirms this. Remember when Jesus sent the 70 to go and preach, and then they came back, and they were like, Ah, God, let me, Jesus, let me tell you something. If you see we're talking, we're commanding, spirits were running away. Jesus said, yes, yes. See Jesus' answer. He says, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. I've read that thing again and again, and then I am, I am convinced that when Jesus was talking about that, he, was, he wasn't saying that when people were talking, he, Satan was falling. Mm -mm. He said, I saw it. I beheld it. It happened. It was in that confidence I was sending you forth. So that's why when he says, go and do this, it's because it is settled. He's saying, go, in, go out, and then you are saying, ah, God, have you heard? You don't know these people are there. Full scarcity. Naira is scarce in Nigeria. <laughs> Naira to Naira race. I saw that. That cracks me up. What's the, in the parallel market? What's the... <laughs> Amen. So our praise comes in from a place of conviction. So if you look at how Jesus was talking there, so you'll notice that when Jesus was talking, in fact, when he was commanding, when he was commanding demons to go out and he was commanding situations, he was talking from a place of, I know, there was a place of conviction. He said, Father, I know that you hear me. Amen. Amen. So generally, see, the things that are that constitute a problem for us are generally things that 
the natural response should be fear. Naturally. See, it's excusable for us to react the way we react most of the time. Because we should understand because normally the natural man should be afraid. Normally, it's the normal response. So that's why sometimes when things happen, we say, yeah, we understand, we get it. And we are still in this um, flesh. Right? But this is recently, I think the Holy Spirit has been dealing with fear a lot in my life. Excuse me. And that's and the scripture that has been very instrumental for me. And this scripture is going to lead us into the tone of thanksgiving. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. If you are close to me, you know I like that scripture a lot. But of power, of love, and the sound. For God, let's say this memory verse already. For, the, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. One last time, I like some this okay. But of power, of love. Amen. One enemy, three antidotes. One enemy, three antidotes. Fear. And then the the one the antidote is power, love, sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. See what sound mind is. If you read Amplified, Amplified defines it for us. It says self-control. Self-discipline, self-control. This is what happens. When you encounter when fear encounter, when you encounter fear, you have three responses. Let me just give the most basic response. Number one, power. You have the spirit of power. You have access to the power that can overcome this fear. You have access to the power. That's one. Number two, love. See, our love is like this. John, I think one of the letters of John, he says, he loved us first. We love him because he first loved us. So we are first loved. And then who loves you matters. So the person who loves us is the everlasting father, the king of glory, the commander of the host. So you are loved and then you love. So your response is always from a place of, yes, I love. See, I'm not sure how, I'm trying to describe this in such a way that you understand that. Pastor Femi gave the, I think he gave the perfect analogy this morning where he was talking about how that a soldier was trying to see the president and then a young man was leading him through and then he realized that everyone was just doors were just opening people were just he had access because he was a son so who your father who your lover is matters and there are things that you don't have to earn because you are a lo- you are, you are a son your position already Please hit your neighbor and I then ask you, are you ask if she's a lady, are you a daughter? Say. Amen. Amen. So we've talked about power, we've talked about love. So you are loved and you are a lover. So you are loved and then you are a lover. So every situation that happens around you, that fear is trying to put you in a place where ah. See, many of the people that respond out of hatred for you, if you check the, the cocoa of the matter, by the time they sit down with therapists and they've gone down, 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 ah, they have trauma of hatred. Hatred is at the root of many of the, many of those hateful responses. Then number three, self-control. 
is very is very no news that one of the things fear comes to do fear comes to disarm you and it makes you feel like you don't have a choice you have to give in you don't have a choice you're powerless self-control self-control you have a sound mind self-control you are never in a situation where you cannot you do not have control because see where you feel you don't have control you have access to the power that controls that situation amen so that's the place of conviction that we are everything we do comes from and then remember it talks about the spirit it's the spirit the spirit the spirit of not the spirit of fear but the spirit of love power love and a sound mind is the spirit the same spirit the same spirit whose whose fruits we've been we've been learning about and there's this theory that i like but it's we're not going to explore it today remember galatians 5 that we've been treating it says the fruit of the spirit is love joy do you realize that even though there are nine things listed it says the fruit of the spirit is so apparently there's one root one fruit i think there's a i can't i've not confirmed this yet but i think there's a version that says the fruit of the spirit is love and there's like a semicolon then lists the other things Amen. Amen. But if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, you realize that all of those other attributes are listed under love. Amen. Amen. So, to the tone of thanksgiving, the tone of thanksgiving, first of all, in 2 Timothy 1 7, you realize that we talk about power. And that talks about the power that we have access to, the power that God has. And then you find that um, when you see Jesus' prayer in Luke, Luke 11, 41, 42, he was talking to a God who he called Father. But if you realize what he was asking for, it had to be a powerful man, powerful Father he was talking to. So our, our thanksgiving comes from a place of reverence. That's the first one. Reverence. Recognizing who it is you are giving thanks to, recognizing that. So that's number one. Number two, come from a place of love. Come from a place of love. And then it also comes from a place of intentionality. That's the sound mind comes in here. Intentionality. You are very intentional. See, even when it comes to giving, I think it was Paul that was advising that let everybody make up his mind what he wants to give from his house. When you want to come and dance, make up your mind how you want to give. So give thanks from a place of intentionality. Right? And see, remember all of these three, the first three we've mentioned now, because we are going to five points. The first three we are, we've mentioned now, come, uh, they are the opposite of fear, basically. Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you. So the last, the last two are from a place of humility humility and then the last the five, fifth one which encapsulates everything has to come from a place of conviction 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 for we know who we have believed and we are persuaded amen amen, amen. amen. that's why we can say we can we can have jesus speaking like um he did in luke chapter 11 verse 41 42 where he was saying that father i know that you hear me and normally he was saying it like i wouldn't have said it like this but the reason why i was saying it was so that these people will know so he was even saying it for it was an opportunity for him to get more believers amen amen so how we speak matters 
See, I told the tone of our Thanksgiving has to be in such that, see, I'm very big on language. And I think it's because it's scriptural, it's normal. Because this is this is what happens. Many times, see, the one that gets to me is like, sometimes you speak a word of prophecy over somebody or you say something to somebody. Let's say, Amen, oh. It is well, oh. What's that oh looking for there? You are capturing all your fear inside you. Amen, oh. Does that person look like he, the person knows that the father is talking for a father who loves him? Amen. Um, we can't talk like everybody. But let me tell you, let me tell you one interesting story that happened this week. One of my friends came and was complaining. Was complaining to me about this POS issue because they are they are really showing people shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So so and you know what made him more painful? He was complaining. And he now, he was talking, I spoke about his brother. His brother has a POS business and has me adding money too, so it's more painful. <laughs> so he said, Nigeria deserve the leaders, the leaders that they have. I said, no, I don't follow a deserve. <laughs> we can't talk like that. We can't say because of what your people are doing now. See, Jesus, God has said that my, my, my the report card says that I have an expected end. I have an expected end. It doesn't matter how, see, Tony, it doesn't matter how you act tomorrow. It's settled. No worry, sorry. People don't know it, they know it now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So our language has to reflect it. Our language has to reflect it. So in conclusion, the tone of kingdom thanksgiving comes from a place of conviction, a place of humility. We don't talk arrogantly. We don't, we, we can, God cannot be blackmailed into doing the things he did. In fact, before he learns the gimmicks for blackmail, he had done it. So there was no, there's no extra effort you are going to add that will make him to move his hand more. He does it from a place of love. And because you know he loves you, that's how you dispense love. And it comes from a place of reverence. We respect him. That's why we can say with confidence, conviction, I then do my time is gone. I then do an illustration. Remember when we say the benediction and we say, "Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life." I heard that Gio used the same example. He said he asked two two of his angels. They nicknamed at the Holy Ghost service. Two of his angels. One one's name is goodness. One's name is mercy. Imagine it. So imagine the example. I then you do. I then call Isaiah and Kenneth. I say your name is goodness. Your name is mercy. I was going to walk around this place in a lot of times. <laughs> Just imagine, it doesn't matter how you go, they follow you. That's the kind of confidence you need to have. We can't just talk. We see when we talk, we can't be religious about our speaking. We cannot. Can't afford to see, we can't talk carelessly. Amen. So I know I've mentioned uh, leaders of Nigeria. They say please vote right to some people say don't vote wisely because some people are not wise. I don't know about that, yeah, but <laughs> amen. So we just talked about our thanksgiving and praise coming from a place of it's called Tehila. Stubborn praise. So when we give God praise today, I, I want to ex- I want to encourage you that you give stubborn praise. See, God knows the end, and then he says it's unexpected and it's done. It's finished. It's done. It's finished. It's done. It's finished. Amen. 
So who is ready to give a tehillah this morning? You don't sound like it. I'm not hearing it. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the entrance of your word that has brought light to us. Thank you because of who you are. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us a sound mind. Father, we say take glory, take honor, take adoration in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that as we go before you, let our praises and thanksgiving be acceptable to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.